Hey, fatherhood and football fans, this is your in-studio host dad, James Simmons, and we have a special show for you today. Uh, today, we are joined by an Ole Miss fan uh, turned Jackson State fan for a day, and his story has gone viral. Today, I want to welcome Walker Sturgeon to the show. Walker, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Man, I really appreciate you taking some time uh, with this West Coast guy uh, coming from the <laughs> East Coast. Uh, you're in Mississippi. You know, I know you've had kind of a whirlwind of things going on lately as you uh, have shared your story about going to the SWAC uh, championship. So, again, thank you for being here, and I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it as well, just to get the opportunity to speak. Like I said, I've, I've read about your show, and I really appreciate what you're doing here. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And let's just get into it, right? Um, could you just share with the audience a, a little bit, you know, how we crossed paths just very, very recently and what this is all about? Well, <laughs> I'm a, honestly just an Ole Miss fan who's, who's kind of taken aback about how viral this thing has gone because literally I, I just went to a Jackson State game as – a general fan of all things Mississippi. I took a couple of selfies at the game, just enjoying myself. I posted them online, and 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 then it just, I don't know, it, it, it somehow resonated with everybody. Now it's being circulated all over the country. My story about that. And I, I not only did I not expect that, but also it, it kind of doesn't even make sense to me because I've like <laughs> tried to, you know, circulate my stuff before. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, a, a writer and I try to get stuff out there sometimes. And I had no idea that this would be the thing <laughs> to kind of to kind of get going, but but whatever the case, um, I, I really am just just what I'm, you know, what I presented myself as. I'm not, I wasn't doing it for the publicity or anything. I was doing it because Coach Deion Sanders' um, call really resonated with me. So I was trying to be there to support Mississippi and, and to support the cause of, of reconciliation in my state. Love it, love it. And, and you know, you said it. You you j wasn't trying to pull any or bring any attention to yourself. You were just there as a fan, you know, trying to come together with Jackson State. And I got to say, we just touched base probably Friday of last week. You know, I've been following the story. Uh, uh, come to be a big Jackson State fan because uh, I love what Coach Prime is doing, uh, not just for the student athletes, but for the community as well. And you said something about reconciliation. Absolutely. I do a lot of work in that area in my church of racial reconciliation. So, you know, your story really resonated when I was reading it. And I've shared it with my Facebook uh, audience. Uh, I've talked about that. coaches uh, call for all Mississippians. Did I say that right? Mississippians? Yeah, Mississippians. Uh, That's right. <laughs> all of them to come to the game, regardless of your old Miss fan, Mississippi State fan, and some of the other schools out of there. So, uh, you know, you said it. Talk a little bit more about why. Because this is important. This is what I love about mm -hmm. what we do on the show. Why did you oh, yeah. feel the need to go to the game and respond to Coach Prime's call? It, it, you kind of got to be familiar with, with, with Mississippi's history a little bit, or, or maybe you don't. I mean, maybe it's, um, um, it, this is a general national experience, but yeah. whatever the case, in Mississippi, we, we still kind of live in our own spaces, right? The, the time of legal segregation is over. The time of, uh, I'd even say, like, individual racism and things like that. It's not the force it once was, but at the end of the day, we're still the products of systemic racism in many ways. And one of the one of the leftovers from that is that we kind of still exist in our own little bubble, our own little space, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and this is true for uh, especially when it comes to historically black colleges and universities football. Um, down here in the South, we have the SWAC, um, Southwestern Athletic Conference. And it's a lot like the SEC in many ways, many parallel histories, many things like that. But you're not going to hear. Very many white Mississippians or anybody like that, you know, talking about the swag or any of that kind of stuff. That's still not, you know, a, a cultural space or anything that they are invested in. You're, you're not going to hear, for example, 
um, any Mississippian come up and say, hey, you know what? In Mississippi in 1962, we had two national championship teams. Right. We had Ole Miss won the championship. We had Jackson State that won the championship. And they're not only going to, you know, not make a statement like that. They're not really going to even understand what it means because they're not privy to this 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 culture, you know, these parallel cultures. And um, that's the kind of thing that, that keeps us divided, living in our own little circles to this day. So in terms of listening to Coach Deion Sanders' call, I don't know. I, I just, in, in my whole life living here, I had never heard anyone say anything like that. And that, that may sound crazy. It's like, you've never heard anyone say, you know, set aside your differences and come together with Mississippians. No, I, I really haven't. Because it's like, it's it's almost like a taboo thing. It's like this, the, the expectation is not that that white people will go to or care about swag football. That, that's not something white people expect to do. That's not something black people expect us to do. It's just not. That's not in any way something people are expecting. Somebody said, you know what, we want all this fans. State fans, we want Southern Miss fans, we want everybody to be here because this is not just about Jackson State. This is about bringing glory and prestige and honor to our state. Yes. I just said, wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that just blew me away. I, I never, I, no one had ever presented something yeah. that way. And I just immediately knew that I had to be there. I, I didn't know. I mean, like he said it on, on like a Tuesday before yeah. the game or something. We didn't give us just a whole lot of heads up. So, you know, a midweek press conference. He probably wasn't even thinking about it. You know, he, he's, he is a, a you know prime time after all. You know this is a guy who, who knows how to how to market himself and how to you know how to run the mechanisms of media. So he might not have even really considered deeply about the implications of what he was saying. He probably just said something online, but I don't. It just it really resonated with me because you know I'm, I'm a historian. I'm getting my PhD in history right now, and, and not only that, but but all of my experience growing up in the state, this was this was a lot bigger to me than, than he might have realized. So, yeah, I, I just immediately knew that I had to be there and support this. I had to write about it. I wrote an article about it. I tried to get as many people as I possibly could to go to the game. And I didn't have all that much success because part of the reason is because, well, like I said, it was in the middle of the week when you said it to begin with. And then also, like I said, it's it's not like like when you ask a, a white person to go to the Jackson State game, they're like, uh, ah, man, I, I'm sorry. Uh, this weekend, you know, I got things going on. There's the SEC championship. Anyway. I, I didn't care about all that. I went to the game myself, and I walked up in there, and I had the time of my life, and it was it was a great and wonderful experience, and I was glad I could be a part of it. And, and I'm glad you shared it with us. I mean, you said so much just there, and, you know, I am not a historian, but as I've gotten older, history has been important to me. Uh, and I've read articles, I've read books, uh, I've looked at videos and movies to get myself more educated <clears throat> on what's going on in the world and how we are where we are today. Because the things of the past definitely affect um, where we are today. Um, and a young man like yourself, you definitely give me lots of hope uh, and a lots of just pride. Because I, I got to say, the things that I've known about Mississippi, I was a little scared to go down there. You know what I mean? Uh, but you've yeah, talked we about have a bad reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know, and that's that's got to change. And acts like what you've done is getting us on that path to change. You know, you've educated me on how pride, uh, how, how much pride there is in, you know, Jackson State winning a national champion back when there was a, you know, the SEC, you know, and a lot of people don't understand, you know, the, the, the similarities and how important the game of football are to us culturally, you know, ethnically and, and so on and so forth. So I learned something. And I think the more we can learn about, you know, each other, the better off we'll be. Absolutely. Now, honestly, let, let me take back to that for a second. Your, your perception of Mississippi as 
um, someone from New York, as someone living on the West Coast, this kind of thing. This is something that, that also very much appeals to me because, as you said, Mississippi's reputation in the national eye is not a super positive one, right? I mean, I, I mentioned in my article and whatnot, um, anytime we get recognition at all, it's inevitably for some terrible thing that's happened. Anytime Hollywood makes a movie about us or all that kind of stuff, it's some harrowing reminder of how terrible we are. You know, we, we don't get to kind of sit back and appreciate the good things about our state. We don't, we don't get to, to you know, the, the, the country doesn't like get exposed to the reason that, that most of us really, really like it. And even those of us who, who move away, you know, lots of people have family living in other parts of the state. They still gravitate back to Mississippi. Gotcha. They still um, come, come back to the mannerisms and, 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 and the, the hospitality and all the kind of stuff that, that we exude as a state. It still has a magnetic force. And the rest of the country doesn't see that part of Mississippi because, well, they're too busy focusing on, you know, the negative racial aspects. And I'm not saying we don't deserve that. I mean, Mississippi does, in fact, have a disturbing legacy of, of, of racism and whatnot. A lot of the vestiges of that are still very much with us today. And I do not mean to diminish that reality. But at the same time, I still don't think we get a fair shake. And I really do want to do what I can to help improve our national image and help people understand what it is that makes Mississippi a great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, the football aspect, bringing us together. Mississippi is part of the United States, just as New York is, just as California is. We're only going to be as good as we are good together. So again, I appreciate it, man. And you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your experience. I know what it's like uh, in my day-to-day uh, walks of life of being the only black face in a lot of places. And sometimes that's a little yeah. uh, intimidating. You know, there's not that comfort. Yeah. So can you just share what your experience was like at the SWAC championship? Well, I, I, I can I can share that, but also back up a little bit further. Um, you mentioned earlier that that you um, moved out of Queens when you were a young child and moved into a mostly white space and all this kind of stuff. Yes, kind of you know it's, it's a little bit of a cultural shakeup, and if you use football as kind of a way to bridge the gap in that community. Well, my experience is uh, a little bit different in, in respect to football. You see, I grew up in Mississippi, and well, there's <laughs> frankly lots of black people here. I mean, it's, it's, you know, forty uh, percent of our state. I think we have the highest percentage of of any state. Um, in terms of, of overall African American population, so mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I didn't go to you know one of the little segregation academies like a lot of a lot of white people did. I went to a public school. I went to the Southern Central High School, where um, well, probably the demographics were about like the state. It was probably about forty percent black, sixty uh, percent white, somewhere in there. But the football team, as you might expect, they were you know a good seventy yep. percent African American. It's so the, the people that I was hanging out with, the spaces where I was you know putting in all my extra time, you know, yeah. whether it was practicing football or lifting weights or running track, all that kind of stuff. That was, you know, I was, I was with and with, I was with and surrounded by African-American people all the time. I was, I was the white boy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, you know, I, I've been that in many, in many points in my life. So it, it's, it's not like that was some kind of new thing to me. And as a matter of fact, that's kind of the space I grew up in. Once I got to college, you know, there was, there was me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the other defensive linemen, they were African American. Yep, so, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am sitting in that room. That, that's a place I know how to be very well. Gotcha. Um, and, and like you said, it can be a little bit jarring to, you know, be the only person around that looks like yourself. But at the same time, I do feel that <laughs> if anyone's kind of well equipped to, to, to brave those new grounds or whatever, that, that I'm definitely the person for, for that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, to the, to the Jackson State game, going back to that. So, how can I put it? I, not a single person there was rude. Mm-hmm. They were all warm and welcoming, and they 
were everything we wish to embody as the hospitality state yeah. of Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they really were. They, they, they took me in. They were, they were nice. Now, as I walked in, I was walking by, and as per Coach Prime's request, I was wearing my old Miss stuff. Right? Yeah. I had yeah. My, my, my old Miss vest on. I had my khaki pants. I had my little Mississippi flag and stuff. And I stuck out like a sore thumb, not only because I'm white, but because it's like I was dressed like what I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I said, like, I'm not here to appropriate anyone's culture. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, claim something that is mine that it's not, you know, like obnoxious white people do. No, I'm, I'm here to support, you know. So I figured it was best to present myself exactly as such. But anyway, I did I did draw some, some, some interesting expressions <laughs> that way. Yeah, <laughs> there were, you know, some, some people that, that, you know, cocking that eyebrow and looking at me a little bit like, what is this boy doing? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, and that's kind of to be expected yeah, because yeah. I was, with a very few exceptions, the only white person there. Right. I mean, like, I was up in the stadium playing Where's Waldo a little bit, trying to see some others. And I found a few that I was, for all intents and purposes, in any space there was, I was just the only white guy there. I was the only, only one walking by. And so the the only thing that was a little bit funny was the, the funny expressions I got. Just the very confused expressions. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't, I, I had no time, I, I didn't feel endangered or threatened or really even unwelcome, but I did feel awkward, perhaps. <laughs> Folks <laughs> trying to put it together, like, what is this guy doing here? Yeah. He's got his old Miss exactly. Gear on and his khakis. Some and... of them even came up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them came up to ask me, what are you doing here, man? I'm like, Love I'm, here, I'm here by Coach Prime's invitation yeah. to support the state of Mississippi. And they're like, really? Because they didn't expect that. They, exactly. they kind of didn't expect anybody to actually be here like that. But that's what I told them. And that's what I meant. They accepted that answer. And, and with that, they were, you know, just as, as welcoming as they've been on social media all this time. You know, I've never met more people who have been more supportive awesome. of that than, than the people of Jackson State. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and my response to the, to the call from Coach, right, is like, Football is football. Why not? You know what I mean? Because it, it kind of shocked me when he made that call. He's like, this is Mississippi versus everybody. And just yeah. love that attitude and, and the folks who stepped up to, to take part in that. So so awesome. I love your JSU hat on there. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the reasons why I like Jackson State so much is because my name is James Simmons. So I got that James, James Simmons, Simmons, that JS, and put that U there. I kind of like it. But listen, man, I, 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 yes, sir. I, I know this football is, is is important to you right it's something Absolutely. that you've played you talked about high school you went to Ole Miss you played you know mm-hmm. 6'3 260 pound defensive end you know what something I mean like that now, now, now for, oh, let, let me say like to say I played is a bit of an exaggeration I, I was a walk-on I didn't get my scholarship for the last couple of, couple of years and okay I was behind many greater players Robert Pibici, LeVon Hooks these sorts of guys started ahead of me but I, I did letter my last two years but yeah, I'm not trying to sell myself as some like former great SEC player or something. I I played a little, but mostly I was just a supportive teammate. That's that's who I see myself as. And, as old as and I could I, and I could appreciate it. I walked on my first year at Fordham. I didn't earn a scholarship until my sophomore junior years. Uh, so I, I get you. You know what I mean. But you're part of the team. You, you know, you played some SEC ball, and um, that's pretty cool. So the game is still important to you today. You go to the games, you know, talk about that experience. How, how, what does the game mean to you? Uh, the game, it, it's more than just about the sports and stuff like that. And when I try to get people in football, particularly, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the women I know who are my friends and everything, I, well, I'm sorry, all right, so <laughs> I work in upper academia, right? I'm getting my PhD in history. I work around a lot of, um, you know, lofty, hoity-toity academic types who come from, you know, these, these kind of 
business backgrounds. You probably know these people in New York a lot more than I do in Mississippi. Um, you know, the Ivy League types, all these kind of people who they might go to the Harvard Yale game and you know, but they don't really understand the football. They don't get to them, it's just like they're looking at this game and these dudes throwing each other around and they don't get it. What I try to explain to them is that okay, yes, like you can appreciate the game unto itself, but really you're here for the atmosphere. Right. You're here because this this means something more than just the game. This yeah. is an expression of culture and meaning yeah. that you can really get behind. And that's what really gets you into football. I'm not yeah. here to watch this game just because I like to watch players play. If I, if I was into that, I'd watch on TV. No, I'm here because I'm part of this, this, this much bigger thing. And it's difficult to express that to people who didn't grow up with it. You know, um, I, of course, grew up with it. I'm, I'm you know, a third generation old this old this guy. My, my grandfather grew up telling me stories about Chunkin' Charlie Connerly, um, old Mrs. Great quarterback who played there in New York for, for the uh, New York Giants throughout the nineteen fifties. So I uh, know all about the football culture and I grew up with it. And I I, I you know have to explain it explain it to people that way. So that's what the game means to me yeah. on a personal level. And furthermore, I understand that that Everybody has a similar experience to me in Mississippi because mm-hmm. we are just a diehard football culture. And mm-hmm. as I said earlier, different cultures here in Mississippi between black people, right? Different musical traditions, yeah. different worship traditions, different yeah. football traditions. And, and really, they haven't always crossed over, but they still are there. Yeah. That's how I can understand all this stuff about swag football. And how I really got into swag football was in 2009, um, Alcorn State University, which is actually Jackson State's rival. I was a recruit for them. Um, I wasn't, you know, some highly kind of recruit for any, or anything. But Alcorn, they were they were just as courteous as they could be, and they really wanted to be to be their, their token white boy, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Didn't put it that way. Yeah, you got to get one of those out. There yeah, when you're at HBCU. But anyhow, I went to the Alcorn Jackson State Capital City Classic in 2009, and I just immediately knew that this was different. But this yeah. was every bit as valuable as everything I had grown up with in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. All these deep-seated generational traditions that enriched the life itself—that mm-hmm. was all on display and strikingly apparent. And yeah. I, I feasted on it as a high school kid. I can tell you, I feasted on the Capital City Classic. Everything, everything from the bands constantly yeah. doing everything from the, the the tailgating culture they have. Yeah. Everything from 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 actually like they do they say actual prayers before the game in swag games right. like they, we have our moments of silence and everything I don't know like they they don't they don't care about your moments of silence they're gonna bow their heads and say a prayer before right. the game like right. I mean James guy <laughs> you know it's, it's it's funny that I'm I'm getting all this for, for being a Jackson State guy because yeah. I've always you know pulled for Alcorn to win swag <laughs> right, um, right and all that kind of stuff but anyway that's how I understood. Both personally, yeah. what, what football means to me and what it means to the African community, because in Mississippi, football is sometimes the only thing we have. Gotcha. I mean, y'all over there are out in New York or out in the West Coast. I mean, y'all have, you know, big concerts and celebrities and professional football teams, and y'all get a lot of the, the, the kind of cultural capital that makes your state a rich one in terms of, of, of things you can do and be a part of. Right. Mississippi. We don't have any little different football teams. There's, like I said, there's not even really any good movies about us. Um, we're just strictly a flyover state. As a matter of fact, one I think during Hurricane Katrina or one of the big hurricanes, they identified Mississippi as the landmass between Mobile and New Orleans. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. The, the landmass. Yep. Right? Yep. That's what we are. So, gotcha. what do we have in Mississippi? Yep. Well, we got football. 
Mm -hmm. we, have, we have college football. That's that's just about it. That's what you got. Through a, a black and white Mississippians yeah. and all of us. Um, and and so, what does football mean to me? What does football mean to Mississippi? Yeah, it quite literally means everything. Yeah, and that's not an exaggeration. It's, no, I hear you. I hear you. All we have. gotcha. And listen, man, I, I I so appreciate it. And and one of the things I hope the audience gets from you know this interview is. You know, a, a West Coast, you know, a East Coast guy moved out to the West Coast and a black guy, um, a white Mississippian, you know, A, if they were to see us, they would, be, you know, it's like night and day, not just the color, but the <laughs> size, right? Um, probably the age, you know, I got you by a couple of years, but there's just so many similarities, man. And we need to just rejoice, you know, over the things that we have in common, the things that are different, celebrate those things. It makes us Absolutely. richer, makes us richer. So, man, that's what I hope folks you know, get from this Absolutely. interview. That, that, that's the thing. The different differences need not separate us. Right. Um, uh, that's another thing. Like, um, to get back to the, the Jackson State game, one thing I was looking forward to after, you know, 10 years uh, away from this atmosphere, mm -hmm. one thing I got very much at this Jackson State game, one thing I was very happy to see had not changed was the band culture that yes. they have in spike yeah. football. Yeah. Now, uh, th this might be a broader historically black colleges and university tradition. I'm not sure if it is, but I know when it comes to the SWAC, the thing you know about is the bands and, and, and the game, it's, it's like a throwback to a different time. And I mean that in the best way possible because Jackson state, it didn't have a huge jumbo drop last, you know, new hits and familiar for everybody to clap along to and yep. kind of, you know, a big light show, like all the rest of the state. I, I spent this whole season as an old Miss fan. I went to at least five other stadiums this season. Um, I, of course, went to Paul Hemingway Stadium and Ole Miss. I went to the first game of the season in Atlanta, the Georgia Dome. Um, I went to Alabama. I went to Auburn. I went to all these places throughout the season, and all of them are similar in that the band is just kind of there. I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to play your fight song, you know, every now and then. You're going to hear the band. That's great. But Action State and Prairie View, when they were playing, the band was was ninety percent of what you were hearing. I mean, they might have played a little music as the band was getting set up for the halftime show, but no, the battle of the band was going relentless and nonstop, and that provided the entire entertainment atmosphere for the whole stadium and right. it was magical. Right. And I'm telling you, that is that is something a lot of other programs have lost touch with. Right. The Jackson State still very much has nice. It still has that 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 vibrant old school college mm -hmm. football band atmosphere. And yeah, man, I, I I I was digging it. I tell you, like <laughs> I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I'm, nice. I'm a historian. Yeah. I like to step back and, and and appreciate this kind of thing. Um, wonderful thing to be a part of. You you're bringing good memories back. You know, like I said, as an East Coast guy, you know, uh, gratefully we had two channels, right? But on those Saturday afternoons, Grambling State, you know, Eddie Robinson coached. Mm -hmm. The battle of the bands; those are things that we look forward to, um, and gave us a little taste yeah. of what the SWAC is. And, you know, and of course, you know, as you get older, you know, you you have your own opinions, and you can look at into things a little bit more. And and definitely, uh, the SWAC, you know, not just the football, but basketball and other things, taking a much greater interest in. So, man, I appreciate it. I want to give you an opportunity. Who do you want to leave the audience with, man? You gave us so much, you know, just about coming together in unity. I want to give you an opportunity to leave a last word. Well, <laughs> if I can just say one last thing, maybe a couple of things. First off, it's it's that while I do appreciate the attention I've been getting from this, this has been huge for, for me as a writer and for, for promoting my, my, my stuff and whatnot. And that's been great. But I don't want people to lose touch with the fact that 
I, I meant what I said, and that the focus should stay on Jackson State and on this this ongoing HBCU sports renaissance that that Deion Sanders and other people like him are contributing to as we speak. That that should be the main focus right now, and and any focus that falls to me should simply be in 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 service of bolstering that. If that makes sense, and I'm saying I, I'm saying I don't want to steal the show here because that's the real story. I'm not. That's the story, right. That's the first thing. The second thing is, <laughs> I, I just hope that, that anybody listening to this or, or anybody who, who reads about the story or reads any of my work comes to a greater appreciation of what Mississippi has to offer in in terms of of of, of our statehood, because. We, we may not have a, a whole lot in Mississippi, but we're not just a whole bunch of knuckle dragon kicks who 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 are are, are filled with nothing but hate. And we're, we're we're not the caricatures that are often presented in the in the national national app. Um, our 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 qualities, like like all human beings, are much more complex than that. But either way, I think that I I wouldn't want to live in any other state. I mean, I might have to because you know the jobs are gravitating right. elsewhere, but. Right. This sort of of, of down to earth, hospitable, family oriented, rural atmosphere we have going on, there really is something about that that makes it a place worth being in, a, a place worth being a part of. And I hope that that perhaps people can appreciate that there's more to Mississippi than just the stereotypes that define us in the national eye. Gotcha. So anyway. That, that's all I got. And I appreciate you having me on the show. Listen, man, I, I really thank you. Um, this is what my show is about, bringing people together. We use football as a part of that. And we talk fatherhood, but we talk about the big issues as well. You know, we're better together. And that's what this is about. I really appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time. Um, you've given me a different perspective of your home state. And um, when I come down, uh, I will look you up. I'll let you know, hey, James is coming to town, man, because I'd love to experience some of that Southern that Mississippi uh, hospitality that you're talking about. So I really oh, appreciate you, it. You will get it. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks, guys. Um, listen, we'll be back with you next week with another episode of Fatherhood and Football. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode of Fatherhood and Football, a Dad's Thing production. We're finding and embracing our roles in fatherhood is a journey and one that we do not have to do alone. Please join us next Thursday for our next episode and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at A Dad's Thing for all your fatherhood-related content. You can also find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public.